Evie. No my hoki mai. This is Checkpoint. Ko Lisa Owen Tene. The Act Party is the biggest loser in the latest TVNZ variant poll with just 10 days to go until the election. Whilst National remains steady on 36%, no change from last week, David Seymour's party is down 2 to 10%. On that basis, a National Act coalition would get a combined 59 seats in Parliament, not enough to govern alone. It means it would need New Zealand first or to do that Epsom-style deal with Raf Manji's Opportunities Party in Islam, which is also up 1% to 2 Labour remains steady on 26% in the poll. The Green Party is also steady on 13%. New Zealand first First remains steady on 6%, to Party Māori steady on 2%, now polling the same as the Opportunities Party. Despite being in isolation, Labour leader Chris Hipkins is up 2 to 25% as preferred Prime Minister, just behind Christopher Luxon, who is up 3 points to 26%. Winston Peters remains third favourite on 4%, and David Seymour has dropped 2 to 3%. The Varian poll would give National 46 seats, Act 13 MPs, Labour 33, Greens 17, New Zealand First 8, and Te Pāti Māori 3 if Rawiri Waititi wins Wairiki. And joining us now is our Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch. Okay, Craig, what has Act done wrong? Uh, good evening, yes. Really the only mover in this poll and not moving in the direction that it would want, down two points to ten. You could really feel the wind um, come out of X sales these past few weeks as New Zealand First took off. You're seeing Act go down to New Zealand First is steady, so it's not exactly clear where those Act votes are going, especially with those numbers really starting to settle in. We have seen a bunch of those minnow parties cre- creeping up. You've got Top Up One, Freedoms New Zealand joining the mix, um, even the Aotearoa Legalised Cannabis Party. Now, nowhere near the threshold, but... Perhaps there's a, a slightly splintering vote at that lower end. Coming back to act, David Seymour will not be happy with that um, at all. It's a difficult business for any minor party, trying to speak both to the base while also growing beyond that. But a little bit of context, 10% would still be act's best ever result in an election. So, you know, they won't be catastrophizing. No, but here's the question. Is it a realistic possibility that David Seymour could lose Epsom to Paul Goldsmith, Nationals candidate there, um, given that for the first time in a donkeys, they're actually, well, trying to win it, aren't they? Uh, I, I don't think that there is much suggestion that Act will lose Epsom. He has, David Seymour has held it convincingly for several elections now. And aside from perhaps 2014, he hasn't really needed that not in a handshake from the National Party. I suspect actually there's a higher likelihood of Act picking up a seat with Brooke Van Velden in Tamaki with a new poll out yesterday, I believe, putting her on 33% behind Simon O'Connor on 35%. A statistical tie. National will not be comfortable with that result at all. Of course, Act doesn't actually need a seat anymore. It doesn't need that deal with the National Party because it is well above that 5% threshold. Okay, let's talk about deals then, right? So, Christopher Luxon's options. Um, the Opportunities Party in Islam, Raf Manji floated an idea yesterday saying, hey, basically give us a nod and the wink in this electorate and then you will have an alternative option to Winston Peters and New Zealand First. Yes, National has flatly ruled out that idea. Um, Not keen on a deal with the Opportunities Party. In fact, National's campaign chair, Chris Bishop, earlier this week called Rathmanji 
desperate and said that he was cooking up nonsense. Here's the tweet. He said, Rath is not going to win. His party isn't going to make it. People in Ireland who want change should two-tick national. That simple. So a deal is clearly not going to happen. Um, the only polling in Ireland does put Rath in third place, national's candidate in the lead. So so it's potentially that's what national is looking at there. I, I would also suggest that it may be a deal with New Zealand first might be preferable from National's perspective. This idea of better the devil you know. New Zealand first is, of course, a known quantity. Top is untried. It has never been in Parliament. And, and some of its policy offerings are quite radically removed from National. Al- although it has positioned itself in the centre, it does have some very left-wing policies. So although Christopher Luxon may not want to work with New Zealand first, it's possible he considers it a, a safer option than maybe the others available. Right, so if the driver is to go with someone you know and you know what you're dealing with, then why not just pick up the phone and call Te Pāti Māori? I think it's the same story for Te Pāti Māori. I'm not sure that Rawiri Waititi and Debbie Naruapaka would necessarily be easier to negotiate with, with Winston Peters. And Christopher Luxon has clearly been making that point a lot over this campaign as he continues to talk about the campaign as the uh, the, the, the coalition of chaos on the left with Labour, Te Pāti Māori and the Greens. So that, there's no love lost there between those parties. Of course, National did work with the Māori Party in the past, but it is a very different party from the one that we see now under Rawiri Waititi and Debbie Naruapaka. OK, so preferred Prime Minister stakes. Let's talk about Chris Hipkins, who's basically been under house arrest, in essence, in a hotel with, um, with COVID. Has that made any difference, do you think? Um, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, this polling covers Saturday to last night. It does largely capture that isolation. I expect the line that we're going to start hearing out of Labour is that, that this is only a, you know, that this is just temporary, that they've held ground while he's in isolation, that they're going to start bouncing up now when, when Mr Hipkins comes out. I suspect that's probably optimistic. Certainly it is unfortunate timing. It is not a good thing to be stuck in COVID-19 captivity during the campaign. But as we saw in Australia, it is not a death knell either. Anthony Albanese, of course, caught COVID. 19 during their campaign and went on to win. His party was in the lead in Australia and Labour here is not. Labour here needs every opportunity it can to turn those polls around and having its leader out of action makes that a lot more difficult. The fact that he has slipped into second place in that preferred Prime Minister ranking will be a big blow for morale. I mean, both results for both of those leaders are dreadfully low, but Labour has really been banking on Chris Hipkins as being their secret weapon. They got that bump in the polls when he first took over. Labour thought that in a match-up, in a head-to-head between Christopher Luxon and Chris Hipkins, that people would pick Chris Hipkins, and that hasn't proved to be the case. Will Christopher Luxon be regretting or not opening the door to Winston Peters? I know there was a whole lot of if, buts, maybes, only if I have to. But will he be looking at his political move there and thinking it might be a misstep? The past few days in particular, particular, we have seen a more fractious National Party, a party really firing up in response to lines coming out of Labour National's campaign. Chair Chris Bishop came out the other day, effectively shouted down the microphone at reporters. And I do wonder whether part of that is around the fact that their their attempt on Monday, last Monday, um, Monday last week, that is, 
Chris Luxon sitting out that message saying, yes, we'll work with New Zealand First, but only if we absolutely have to, basically an appeal to voters saying, don't make me do it, that it hasn't really worked as they would have hoped, that in, instead New Zealand First has, has sat at that 6% mark uh, above the 5% threshold, and National hasn't been able to capitalise on that. Then, in fact, Act has slipped backwards, so that entire block is no longer as, as commanding. It, it, it hasn't worked as Christopher Luxon would have liked. Of course, he, he needs Winston Peters, and so he'll be thinking as well, well, if I'll keep the door open, at least I can make that phone call after Election Day. Thanks for the analysis, Craig. That is Craig McCulloch, our Deputy Political Editor there. The United States House of Representatives is looking for a new speaker tonight.